0: Welcome to the Artisan Podcast, where we explore creativity, inspiration, and the determination it takes to be an artisan. This podcast is for artisans, by artisans. I'm your host, Cathy Duraghi, and I'm thrilled to introduce you to our next guest. My guest today is Anna Bondock a Los Angeles-based artist, writer, and educator who was originally born in the Philippines, raised in Ohio, and now resides here in L.A. with her husband, her daughter, and their dog, Penny. In 2005, Anna started her business, Anna Bondock Designs, creating just very intricate layered paper cuts for fine art creations, stationery, and creating patterns. Her work has been featured in apartment therapy, traditional home, as well as cloth, paper, and scissors. And in 2012, she created a how-to book called Simply Paper Cutting. However, since then, she has changed gears and she is now working with pen and ink as well as with alcohol inks. And I'm curious to talk to her today to find out what else is on the horizon. Ever since I've known her, she has been curious, been innovative, and always trying her hand at different things. So I'm really excited to welcome her to the podcast today and learn what else is on the horizon. Hi, Anna. Thank you for joining me here.
1: Hi, Kathy. I'm happy to be here talking about creativity. I love talking about it.
0: Great. Well, as long as I've known you, you have been dabbling in some sort of a creative endeavor, which is So truly for me, looking in, it's always been so exciting to see all the various mediums that you're touching. And so I'd love to, you know, just for our audience, really talk about how you got your start and,
1: um, you know, where you are today. Sure. Well, I love that you use the word dabbling because it sort of characterizes how I approach creativity. And if you ask me how I got my start, I often have no answer because I have never, until recently, and I'm now 50, but I hadn't considered myself an artist in professional terms until, I don't know, the last five or so years. I know it sounds late, but I think because I have always been motivated by Uh, Almost being a beginner, being a beginner and being a little bit out of my element and trying a new medium, it's taken me a long time to realize that that is my primary motivation and it is not a singular, you know, painting, drawing, graphic design. I've just followed my curiosity to a large extent and that's led me to, I mean, every medium from paper cutting to Pen and ink drawing to photography, graphic design. And it's taken me a while to reckon my, reconcile myself with that because dabbling is not something that I was brought up to do. <laughs> I was brought up to focus and to choose. And so I n- never really committed to one type of art or creativity. And that's just the way I am, even though I have tried. to commit to one thing or another. Um, but I I've always done something. So there's been actually no particular start. Um, but where I find myself now is an interesting time that you come to me because I finally had, you know, my first show, a solo show of art and had, have a business, which didn't do so well under my belt, but I feel like an artist and I have not gone back to teaching, which is what I did in between doing creative projects. But I had a bit of sort of fallow period at the start of January where I had this great show and everybody said to me, oh, you're going to keep drawing or you're going to keep doing your ink paintings. You have momentum now. You've had sales. And to be honest, when I sat down with myself, I just was not feeling it for those things anymore and they felt like finite experiences as though i'd written a book and i wasn't going to rewrite that book so where you find me now is after a period of frantic creative block i finally have found some momentum in a project that combines my writing um drawing and design skills and it has no particular form So I'm a little bit insecure about it, but it's, it's one of those times where, you know, creative people tell you all the time, I don't know where this one came from, but it's here. And now I'm either going to work with it or I'm not. And I've decided that I want to work with this one, even though I'm not exactly sure where it's headed.
0: Okay. Were you letting the creative process guide you, right?
1: Yes. And you know, usually I, I don't let that happen until I found a medium and then sort of played with it like, oh, my pen and ink drawings. Here, I'm going to learn how to use this medium, and then I'm going to practice with it, and I'm going to study, and I'm going to research. This one is much more unruly than that, and um, it's different for me. But I think, I think it's my age where I just kind of say, you know what, creativity isn't like a horse that you harness (laughs) it's it I don't want to romanticize it because I don't necessarily believe in the muse or whatever but I do think that there's a reason that creative people talk about muses as being something outside of themselves that decides to visit this one feels like a culmination of a lot of things that I'm interested in um, and it's it's nudging me to put it all together
0: fabulous well, you mentioned something uh, early on in the conversation about being a beginner. Um, it it kind of made me think of that beginner's mindset, which is yeah. filled with curiosity. And this sounds like that to me, you know, the curiosity of where it's going to go and you're just
1: allowing that flow. Uh, allowing is a big thing (laughs) for an artist, right? Like for anybody. And I happen to also be a control freak. (laughs) So it's, it's a, um, this particular one began with a sudden urge and curiosity to investigate typography and fonts. It just kind of appeared one day to me, I felt like drawing, but I didn't feel like drawing the way I had done abstractly. Um, for many for many years, actually, in my, that resulted in my last um, uh, show that you saw. But um, this one, I had the urge to make forms, but not people. I, I don't like to necessarily render objects or trees or things like that. I, I, I'm sort of more of an abstract thinker, but I kind of resisted this because I thought, well, I'm not a typography designer. Um, I don't I don't know why I want to do this. it's unclear, this is weird, but sometimes it just keeps asserting itself. And I think that the only issue I have with beginner's energy it is a wonderful, playful um, curiosity-driven, as you said, energy. But the problem with people like me is that when you get to the point where it feels a little boring or um, goalless, you can easily abandon projects, when it's no longer that first flush of, ooh, this is exciting, I don't know how to do this. Um, sometimes I've, I've dropped projects that I should have probably just stuck through um, in some particular way, like made it fresh or beginning or added something to it. So I'm, I'm learning how to play with that. Okay. Yeah,
0: because I remember you saying that when you feel that you're not learning or growing anymore, you... Maybe you just switch mediums. Yeah. So how to, what I'm hearing is trying to figure out a way to harness that and see it through versus switching partially. Yes.
1: Right. I think that what I'm doing right now, and we're talking about like two days <laughs> of this of this realization, is that the current project that I'm working on, let's describe it as a combination of um, trying to use charts and graphs and visualizing the data of my life and trying to apply almost mathematical chart-making skills to things that are very esoteric and abstract and like midlife crisis oriented. <laughs> so it's very chaotic. But um, I think that what I have decided to do with this project is conceptualize it as a bunch of different tasks, which include drafting, writing, um, sketching, doing typography, maybe a little photography. And so what I've structured is almost like I'm a person who went to Montessori and in Montessori, they say, rather than following first math and science and this kids have a period in which they can choose okay, I'm really drawn to this right now. I'm feeling it. I'm really drawn to this task right now. And so what that allows me to do is from day to day, instead of grinding it out and say, I'm going to finish this spread today or this sketch, I really look at it and I say, okay, where's the energy good today? And maybe sometimes I literally only work on it for 20 minutes. And then I feel a little bit of stuckness or eh, it's not happening. And then I can jump and look at um, some books that I've bought to help me inspire me to design a a certain way so that I feel that beginner energy from day to day. And I'm really following my pleasure and my joy and my playfulness rather than employing this part of me that's more grim determination. Which is sometimes necessary. <laughs> you know, we have to use discipline at one time or another, but I think for me, that's a buzzkill. And I haven't I've just considered myself one of those people like, well, we have to get through the buzzkill part. and it's it's kind of like people who want to go exercise or do something that is not natural to them, and if they don't find a source of pleasure in it, you're not going to continue with that habit. so i'm um, I've become a believer in listening to the voice inside that says, this is what wants to happen this morning or this afternoon. And I just chunk it out. I just chunk out my tasks rather than thinking about it as some long march to <laughs> work. Got it. Because I know you've spoken
0: in the past um, about really cultivating that creative practice. So how does this fit in with that? Is it just as cultivating the creative practice, but in shorter bursts or whenever it happens to strike?
1: Uh, that is a really good question. I think, I think it's the shorter bursts concept and being okay with it. Like, I think that there are many books out there about creativity or business or whatever, and those are all incredibly helpful, But there comes a point at which you need to really personalize and tailor the information that you're taking in about how to work, how to best be creative. Um, And and it's very easy to slip into the mode, for me anyway, of, oh, look how so-and-so is doing it. Look how they got it done. Why am I not doing it that way? And it's easy to reframe short bursts, which I have done, as dilettantism, jack of all trades, master of none, um, can't finish a project, you know, undisciplined. And at a certain point, you just have to look at the nature of the work and say, is this work good? Is it worth continuing? Does it, you know, um, is the way I'm working in concert with the work as it wants to be made too, because not every project is the same either. Like writing for me, I have to say, does not come as naturally as drawing or sketching, and it's not as pleasurable. Um, But... You started out your path as a writer. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I, I would say that my entry point to creativity in terms of academic studies, and my degree was in the English major um i learned how to be creative through the through the written word but um in fact i think that this latest project that i'm working on started out as me wanting to tell some wisdom and stories and anecdotes from my life but i became impatient with linear thinking and words require linear you know first the subject then the verb then the next thing and the descriptor but what I started doing was, as I was journaling to try to write about these things, it's just sort of naturally happened that I'm like, I'm just going to try to sketch what I mean. And let me see if I can create an image that conveys the same thing that I'm trying to say um, in a way that pleases me as more naturally pleasing to me, which is to say graphically and drawing, drawn. And as we all know, you know, that's why road signs are not all written in paragraphs, the, the image is much more sort of holistically digested. Um, so what what is pleasing to me now is I'll write almost a caption to the image and then the two are more conjoined and work in concert almost like a you know the children's book writer will do is the image has its weight, the writing has its weight, and they work to inform each other. And that has been much more pleasurable to me to write uh, than just straight paragraphs and essays.
0: Now, are you, is the topography that you're doing, is this pen to paper? Or are you going, is this digital? And what's the medium that you're using there?
1: Um, I, <laughs> I'm a strange person in that I can't seem to make designs on the computer at all. <laughs> I think that that uh, One of my goals in life had been in my 20s to be a graphic designer because it does merge word and um, th- the written word and, and images. I love that interaction, but I could never make myself enjoy... Um, I, it felt almost like a I was wearing gloves or there was a glass wall between me and my art. And I really have been drawing all my fonts, even if they are you know, German, Gothic, black letter, thick fonts. I really enjoy the process of hand lettering with a pencil for now. And the the pencil keeps me really loose and less uh, worried about outcome. And I notice, that when I try to shift right now to pen or do a finished drawing, it's another buzzkill where it keeps me tight. So I, I have to work pretty hard to just retain an original freshness to my, to my ideas at this point.
0: I'd love to see it when you're at that stage to show it. So.
1: I think more and more because of Instagram and because of social media, there is, I've noticed anyway, a movement for artists to show their process. Um, I love looking at people's Instagram stories where you track backwards where the you know the iterative processes of creativity. Um, I love that. I think people really like using it. I think artists. I've been when I was in an artist um, uh, mastermind group, we talked about being able to convey the value of our art at, through price. You know, it's hard hard to price your art, but when people understand your story and that it's not just this, you know, pricing by size and inches, but they really see. That you've made small sketches, or you've done this, or thrown this out. People, I think they are—they do buy your story uh, ultimately.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's you know it's an iterative process. You know, I don't think art necessarily is easy to look at a piece of paper or a piece of art and say, "Oh, great, done." But yeah. you know the months or the years that it may have taken to take it to that place, and. But just a value of thinking.
1: Well, yes. And I was thinking the other day that the disadvantage that artists have in some ways is that I think your average person who doesn't necessarily create a lot, they, they have this notion that the time it takes for them to consume the art is comparable to the amount of time that it took to produce that art. And you stand in. I watch people stand in front of paintings, and they breeze past, and it kind of pains me, (laughs) you know, not mine even, other people's. Like I was at Lockmo, just watching people breeze past, snap a photograph of themselves in front of a a drawing. I don't have a problem with that per se, but I read somewhere, and I wish I could remember where it was a challenge to stand in front of an artwork for I don't know fifteen minutes. This and that's not very long, but the what you encounter and what you're forced to encounter in 15 minutes in front of one work of art, you realize how much you you breeze past and you don't take in. Yeah.
0: I mean that happens for you know some of the artists that we work with on more commercial work, you know, design work, where you know when a client is looking for an estimate on getting something done. Right? It's really necessary. It's thought about as the hours to actually produce the work and really forgetting about the hours that it's going to take just to conceptualize it.
1: And also, yes. And also, on a, I mean, because I do more fine art, I have done more fine art work recently. It is the, I mean, it sounds so esoteric, but it's really the courage to kind of put your life story, your life values, something you have to say into that, that is, that's just living. <laughs> you can't put a, you can't put a quantity or, you know, qualitative judgment on wisdom that one is gleaned about nature or about, um, you know, aging or parenting or whatever. That stuff is, that's the poetry and that, that's what makes it hard to be an artist because you, you shouldn't expect that everybody would understand that. And yet, if you're trying to make a living doing it and applying your, your visual talents to a commercial realm, you kind of have to be understanding that people aren't going to be interpreting your work the, the way that you, what you brought to it emotionally. Yeah. Everybody looks at it through their own lens. That's right. You have to let it go, uh, but the paycheck may not reflect <laughs> what you put in. That's true.
0: I know in your uh, previous, you know, work that um, I'm familiar with, your you know, your patterns and your dots and your memorations, there has been a huge source of inspiration for you. Um, where is the inspiration coming for the new work that you're doing?
1: Um oh, I'm going to laugh at myself now because I don't even want to tell you. <laughs> and I'll tell you why, because I am sort of a, I'm outing myself now. I'm a secret hoarder of self-help books. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and and I'll tell you, uh, I'll just out myself again. Like I have them and they're all facing, the, the spines are all facing the other way underneath my desk. And I don't know why I should be so embarrassed about this, but they are um, so, I mean, some of them are, have changed my life, right? Like some of the, especially the Buddhist, um, the Buddhist self, uh, let's not even call them self-help books, but they're very much about inquiry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah why are we here? What makes a meaningful life? And um, that I have just made that shift in my life in the last, probably the last decade, especially I, have been trying to find a way to, uh, I don't know, express my interest in them and, and generate something from within me and interpret that visually for a lot of years or not visually at first, but, um, actually through written stuff. And it all sounded so to me, overly earnest, um, almost cultish, very esoteric. And believe me, like I read a lot of this stuff and I love it, but I've been trying to find a way to express it in a way that I feel is, has some levity and humor and beauty and anecdotal, maybe a little self-deprecation. Um, I ha- I am just one of those people who is an overthinker. I'm ph- philosophical by nature And I've been trying to find a way to bring it down to earth Um, because I do have a very skeptical, cynical side of me too. And so I think that I'm trying to make that kind of important, meaningful wisdom um, accessible in a visual form. That's my my current project.
0: It's interesting you use the word wisdom because that's, the word that was playing around in my head as you were talking, that um, whether it's just coming to this, you know, time in your life, um, but that's the word that's coming to me uh, as you speaking.
1: Well, I appreciate that. And I, and I will say too, I think some of that wisdom has been hard won because of my particular experience growing up as a an artistically minded, a philosophically minded creative person in a family of Asian immigrant parents. And it's, I'm not trying to stereotype, but there is a particular expectation that you be pragmatic um, about your life and how you make money and what you study. And I, my creativity was amusing to my parents, but it was not, um, it was not something that they were going to support as uh, a way of living. <laughs> and so I think, ironically, like, I think my commitment to this project, this latest project, and to finding wisdom is kind of asserting that, you know, artists and creative people have a particular path and particular obstacles that they have to overcome. And those coupled with that of, immigrant parents who say to you, you know, just go, it's so boring, but like just go be a doctor or an engineer and then you can do the stuff on the side. This has been my way of saying, you know what? I've tried that way. It didn't work. And now I really value, um, I value my creative talents. I value the way that I express them. And I do believe that there's wisdom for me to share Not so much like, oh, I know better and I'm going to tell you how to do it, but I find the most satisfying encounters with my artwork is when people say to me, I so connect with you about this. I felt alone in this and now I don't. And I think that to me is why I've turned to these books, why I turn to certain artworks. And I guess my hope has always been that I could provide a piece of art or writing that can make somebody else feel a sense of relief <laughs> in that regard too.
0: Thank you for sharing that with everyone. It's really of good. course. What would you say for, uh, to someone who is maybe in this searching mode um, early in their career? You know, some of the books that maybe have really helped you, and you mentioned there was a couple that really changed your life. Are there any recommendations that you could share with
1: the audience? Uh, uh, Sure. Well, for me personally, and this is a little esoteric, but Pema Chodron, any of her books, um, the ones that I'm thinking right off the top is The Places That Scare You and um, When Things Fall Apart. It sounds very dire, but it's not. She just reset my thinking Uh, as many Buddhists will, that we spend so much time segregating what we perceive to be good and bad, things that happen to us in life, and the times to, we spend a lot of energy segregating. I don't want this. I want this. This will be good for my career. This is not. This is great art. This is crappy art that I've made, or whatever, And I think when you get to a certain level of maturity, you start to accept that it's all mixed in, (laughs) that it's all a portal to wisdom in some way or another, if you have the right frame of mind towards it, uh, and just a certain patience and acceptance. And that doesn't mean rolling over and play dead, but it just means don't spend your energy pushing back all the things that you think are going to be bad for you, because some of the most frustrating things that have happened to me as an artist, and creative person, have led me to some real um, breakthroughs. And that's just the truth of it. And then there's another book, which is radically different in tone, but kind of soothes the, um, the cynic and the hard ass in me, is uh, Steven Press, I think it's Pressfield's book, The War of Art. And it is brief and it's cogent. And he basically, in his own way, says, stop whining, don't spend your energy on that. All artists are going to encounter obstacles. Get up, do the work. And the way I interpreted his work, because it's a little bit harsh, is um, if I had to summarize it for myself and how I metabolized his writing was, every piece of art that you do For me, every drawing is a study for the next drawing. Everything. And so, yes, there is a time at which you have to say, okay, I'm going to make this finished piece of art that I want to sell or that my client wants or whatever. But in order to relieve yourself of that stiffness and anxiety and putting too much weight on yourself or the project, you really have to do face the truth that every piece you make is, is your education for the next, the next attempt. It's all an attempt. It's all an experiment and stop thinking about it too hard and just make the thing and be, you know, truthful about whether it's worthy of presenting to the world. And I would I don't know, in the last series I did in my ink paintings, I would say it was the ratio of the ones I kept to not were one out of 12 (laughs) and that's okay you know like you can whine about the other 11 and berate yourself or you can be grateful that you had the time and energy and talent to try to make these 12 and you got one out of them great (laughs) that's kind of what I take from his book they're building blocks
0: right yes yes nothing yeah one foot in front of the other Fabulous. Well, thank you for sharing those and truly thank you for sharing your wisdom. Uh, I think that especially for someone who is starting out um, and hasn't necessarily come into their own um, as they're listening to this podcast, I think you're, you're sharing a lot of nuggets of what you've gone through and kind of you've kind of come out on the other side and kind sort of recognizing why you're doing what you're doing as well as um, just accepting the process and yes,
1: well, I would say too. Um, and this is just something I've been thinking about this week to add to what you're summing up there is it's all for me about reframing, not as a Pollyanna way, but reframing is a creative act in and of itself. So use your creativity, uh, to on yourself, and, and that is an act in and of itself is to reconsider how you work, the methodologies, try things new that are new if they don't work. I mean, these are all similar to the actual creative acts themselves, but you can apply that same creativity to your own emotional states, your own psychological states it's all of a piece. Nothing is separate. I, I mean, I kind of think of it as like a creative ecosystem where it has to be healthy and, and sort of balanced for all the elements to work in in a healthy way. Because an
0: effect in there. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fabulous. Um, cause I know, you know,
1: just in having
0: known you over the years, that innovating is very important to you. And so and it just, it's, just beautiful to see how all of that is coming together at this point that we're
1: thank you i appreciate that because it doesn't always feel like there's a through line but i guess for creative people the through line is one's actual self (laughs) so you have to honor that
0: beautifully said
1: well thank thank you Anna. thank you kathy total pleasure Thank you
0: for tuning into this episode of the Artisan Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Artisan Creative, a staffing and recruitment firm specializing in creative marketing and digital talent. You can find us online at artisancreative.com or via social channels at Artisan Creative. We look forward to connecting.